We begin a new Sefer today, Parshas Vayikra, Sicha Gimel. We're learning the Ilu Nishmas of Yosef bin Yomin ben Rav Menashe Kaltman, and we continue to learn in the schus of the Shluchim, the Shluches, their children and their communities of Ukraine, those who have managed to leave to freedom, those who remain behind. We continue to ask that our learning serve as a schus for their safety and their well-being. Parshas Vayikra introduces us to the different karbonas that would be offered in the Mishkan. Our sicha begins with a posuk in Perak Aleph, posuk Tesvav, commenting on the previous posuk, which tells us if the offering is a bird offering, either a turtle dove or a pigeon, then this is how it is to be sacrificed. Pasuk Tesvav, Vihikrivoi Hakoyen El Hamizbeach, Umolak Esroishai. The priest shall bring it, the bird, to the altar and pinch off its head. Vihiktir Hamizbecha, then bring it up as a burnt offering on the altar. Vinimtsa Domai Alkir Hamizbeach, and its blood should be drained out against the side of the altar wall. Our sicha is around this word, vinimtza, which has never been used before in Chumash and is an unusual usage in Tanakh. Rashi quotes the words vinimtza domai and says that this word vinimtza means to press. Like, says Rashi, the words in Mishle in Proverbs, l'shoin mitz apayim, like if you press on someone's patience, or if you push at someone's anger, it will cause strife. The verse in Mishle, Perak Lamed, Pasuk Lamed Gimel, reads in full, Ki mitzcholov yeitzi chema, squeezing milk will give forth butter, af yeitzi dam, pressing the nose, it will give out blood, Umitz apayim yeitzi riv. Squeezing someone's patience will cause an argument or strife. Rashi then continues and quotes a verse in Yeshayahu in Perak Tes Zayin, Posog chapter 16, verse 4, where the prophet Yeshayahu prophesizes against the nation of Moyav and says, Ki ofes hameitz. The pressing and squeezing of milk has ended, a reference to the end of Moyav's wealth. Rashi then continues and says, He, the Kayin, presses the spot where the bird was slaughtered, holding it alongside the altar, and the blood then runs out and down the altar wall. Why, though, does Rashi add this description of the action the Kayin takes after explaining the word, if it's the word venimtsa that needs explaining, as though they are one somehow connected to the explanation. As though the explanation of the word and then the description of the action are somehow one and connected to each other. To then describe how the pressing is done, why doesn't Rashi begin a description under a new Dibur Hamaschil, under its own quote? 
And why does Rashi need to bring two proofs for what Vinimtsa means? Why isn't one enough? Rashi brings a proof from Mishlei and a proof from Yeshayahu. As well, regarding the verses that Rashi uses to explain Vinimtsa, these two verses from Yeshayahu, from first Mishlei and then Yeshayahu, the act of pressing out the blood, what is Vinimtsa? Why does Rashi choose these two sources from Mishlei and from Yeshayahu if there are, in fact, some other places in Tanakh where the word or the permutation of this word Vinimtsa is used? That question is stronger yet. The source in Mishlei is explained by Rashi, who says that the word Vayamotz is like the word Vayamatz in the book of Shaftim, in the book of Judges. Now, the book of Judges, Sefer Shaftim, predates Sefer Mishlei. So why doesn't Rashi, in our Pasuk here in Vayikra, bring this earlier source from Sefer Shaftim, which is how we're able to understand the meaning in Mishlei as Rashi himself explains in Mishlei. Another question here would be, why Rashi, in bringing these two sources to explain the word Venimsa in our verse, brings the sources out of their actual order, quoting Mishle first, first with the words Mitz Apayim, and then Yeshayahu Ki Afes Hametz. The scriptural order would be first proof from Yeshayahu, and then proof from Mishle. And finally, the source Rashi quotes in Mishlei references the word meets squeezing several times. Meets af yeitzi dam, meets cholov yeitzi chema, squeezing milk produces butter, squeezing the nose will cause it to bleed. So why does Rashi particularly choose the end of that verse? Meets apayim yeitzi riv, squeezing or pressing on someone's patience or anger will cause disagreement or strife. To understand this, we must first understand that Rashi does not intend to only explain the word Vinimsa. Rather, his intention is to also answer the question that arises when we read this Pasuk. Again, our Pasuk reads, The Koyen should bring the bird to the altar, and pinch, flick off its head, bring it on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, and its blood shall be drained out against the side of the altar. The word is a verb, an action in passive form. That points to an action that seemingly occurred as a matter of course, as though the blood was squeezed out of the bird on its own onto the wall of the altar, either through the act of vehiktir ha when it is brought up as a burnt offering on the mezbeach, or via the malika, the flicking of its head. Now, an earlier verse, Pasuk Hay, in this parak laid out for us the service of a sacrifice, and that Pasuk reads, V'shachat es ben habokr, 
the bull, in this case, shall be slaughtered, lifnei Hashem before God, v'hikrivei b'nei Aharein hakehanim es hadom, v'zarku es hadom al hamizbeach soviv. And the sons of Aharein, the priests, should offer the blood, dashing it against the mizbeach around and on the altar. So our question here is why don't we find a similar step like Zrika Saddam dashing the blood on the altar in the service of a bird sacrifice as we find the other steps in the service of the bird sacrifice. There's Shrita, or in this case Malika, and Haktara, the slaughtering replaced for a bird sacrifice with flicking, and the burning of the sacrifice. This is why Rashi immediately follows up his explanation of the word venimza, quoting the sources in Mishle and Yeshayahu, with an explanation that the venimza is in fact the result of a unique action taken in the process of this service, of this avoda, and that is pressing so the blood is squeezed out and descends down the walls of the altar. This, of course, is similar to the step of Zrika Saddam al Hamizbeach dashing the blood on and around the altar walls. Accordingly, we understand why Rashi chose these proofs for the word Venimza, because these proofs emphasize the gist of Venimza, that pressing something involves an actual personal or human effort, like a person squeezing something out. If we look at the beginning of the verse in Mishle, Chalav Yeitzi Chema, Umitzaf Yeitzi Dum, pressing milk produces butter, and pressing a nose will cause blood to pour, these two phrases are no proof for our discussion that is meant to indicate that a venimza happens by pressing the area where the bird was slaughtered. Neither butter from milk or blood from one's nose occurs through the pressing in this way. Butter is beaten or churned and rises up from the milk, and blood runs from a nose when it receives an injury or even on its own sometimes without external injury. So Rashi quotes the end of the verse, mitz apayim, if you put pressure, squeeze someone's patience, or put pressure on someone's anger, you'll cause an argument to result. The challenge with the example of mitz apayim is that it's not sufficient. No one actually makes this happen, unlike someone who does actively squeeze the place of slaughter to drain the blood against the wall of Mizbeach. And therefore, Rashi provides additional evidence from Yeshayahu with the words, Ki hamitz, the squeezing out of the milk has ended, where the intention is, as Rashi explains, the milk and the butter squeezed from the udder of the cows and sheep, squeezing being an action, and not that of beating the milk out of the animal or beating the milk to churn it into butter. Yet evidence in this quote, ki efes hamates on its own, too would not be sufficient. Because one could argue that the word mitz refers to the productivity of the sheep or cow, but not to the action of drawing the milk from the cow. Hence, Rashi brings as well and first evidence from the verse in Mishle. 
of mitz apayim, pressing one's patience or anger, where mitz actually means the action of squeezing. We asked earlier, why doesn't Rashi bring the source from Shaftim, an earlier text to Mishlei? The reason for this is the beginning of that verse in Shaftim. The Pasuk in Shaftim, which is in Perak Vav in chapter 6, Pasuk Lamed Ches, verse 38, reads, Vayashkemi Mochras Vayozares Hagiza. He, Gidoin, rose early in the morning and pressed the fleece together. Vayimetz Tal Minagiza, and he wrung dew out of the fleece, Meloi Hasefel Mayim, a bowl full of water. The verse in Shaftim is addressing Gidon, who is speaking with God about saving the Jewish nation, making a sign by which he would know that Hashem would save the people. Because the words that precede Vayimetz Tal, that do was wrung out of the fleece, are the words Vayozer Eshagiza, he pressed the fleece, in other words, the act of pressing already took place, so it would not be an accurate depiction of Venimza Domai, the blood being pressed at the site of the slaughter against the wall of the Mizbeach, because it would be indicative of something that had already transpired. He had already, in reference to Gidoin, in Shaftim, he had already pressed the fleece together. In our usage of the words, in what Rashi does not bring, and instead brings Mishlei, the words, the verse in Mishlei, the words, Vayimetz Talmin Hagiza, that he wrung do out of the fleece, already has its point of action in the words previous. Whereas in Mishlei, Rashi explains the common denominator of the three things mentioned in the Posuk and says, just as squeezing milk to butter and squeezing a nose till it bleeds, so squeezing or pressing anger will cause an argument or disagreement. The common denominator is that which results via these three actions of actual squeezing. And Vayimetz in Shaftim works as good evidence for the intention in Mishlei. All of this helps to facilitate our understanding of Rashi's explanation of how this is done. Kavish base hashchita. It's pressed at the point of slaughter as a direct and organic continuation to his explaining the word venimza with the evidence of the verses that he quotes, because all of this is to clarify that the word venimza means that the blood pours out onto the Mizbeach through kvisha, through pressing. We're left, however, with a question as to why we need to emphasize the point that the blood pouring in this sacrifice occurs through pressing, for which Rashi brings not one, but two verses, and these particular verses, and in this particular order, recognizing that Rashi is teaching that the venimza in the service of this sacrifice is the zrikas hadom, the dashing of the blood, as it's done 
in sacrifices with animals, and thus the two must have a similarity, we need to understand that this step in the Aveda is specifically through Kvisha pressing versus blood that pours as a result of a knock or an injury. That would only cause blood to flow, but would not result in a pressure that initiates a constant blood flow. So, mitz af dam pressing the nose won't cause an ongoing blood flow. As venimtsa dame is in place with a bird offering of zrika's dam with a behema, with an animal, which occurs by the ongoing effort of the kayan, it must be the same avida, and thus would be through pressing on the point of slaughter, or in this case, on the point where the neck of the bird or the head was flicked. To understand the personal message in our avida in this Rashi, at an imminent level of understanding, we look to the Ramban's teaching regarding the service involved in bringing sacrifices that results in atonement to the one who brought the sacrifice to the temple. The individual who brings the sacrifice must consciously consider that it was with his body and spirit that he sinned, and he is deserving of these things that will be done with the carbon in his stead, for God is kind and takes the sacrifice in his stead, the blood of the sacrifice for his blood, its life for his life, etc. It's for this reason that the fat and the blood are sacrificed on the Mizbeach. These parts of the animal represent the pleasure and excitement that one had in doing a sin, and now they are burned and turned over to the service of God. So here at the conclusion of the verses of the first sacrifices discussed in Torah, the carbon oila, the burnt offerings, which atone for transgressing a positive commandment and then attaching that transgression to the practice or to the positive commandment of the oila sacrifice, Rashi seeks to emphasize the step in the sacrificial service of Venimtsa Domai pressing out the blood, which is the, pr which is the primary part of the sacrifice. Atonement comes for pressing out the blood, the opportunity to transform the passion and to nullify the negative desire. And both passion and desire are born of one's innermost will. So it's the act of nullifying one's essence. And then the blood of the sacrifice is pressed and descends down the altar, taking with it the enthusiasm one had in worldly passions or desires. Hence, Rashi teaches us to understand Venimsa from the words in Mishlei, L'shain mitz apayim, squeezing out one's anger, because in this idea of mitz apayim riv, that one squeezes the anger, which results in, dis in discord, there's an allusion to a sin and how to repent and find atonement for that sin. How do we see this? 
Our sages comment on anger and say, Kol One who is angry, it is as though he is worshipping idols. The Alt Rebbe explains that when one is angry, Nistalik Mimenoha his faith is gone. Because would he believe that everything is from God, he would not be angry. His anger points to a disconnect from God as though he puts his faith elsewhere. This, in fact, is the essence of every sin. Because, as the Altareb explains, when one sins, one denies God's will and temporarily disconnects from God, just as when we transgress with a belief in a foreign deity. This is the internal understanding of the words mitz apayim yitzeriv. Pressing one's anger will result in discord. Through a sin, discord with God is created. But the consequence of that anger, the disconnect from godliness, excuse me, but it's the, it is the consequence of that anger. The disconnect from godliness is most clearly seen. When a Jew then brings a sacrifice, returns to God in Shuvah for his sin, then the pouring of anger creates a dissonance and a disconnect between the Eitzhotev and the Eitzhahara, which is actually what takes place each time a person does Shuvah for a sin. There is pressure placed on the Eitzhahara that brought the person to a state of sin and the riv, the argument that results, and the discord now is with the Yetzirah. Hence the word apayim in plural. Af means anger. Apayim is like a plural version of the word. It reflects on the anger that causes the discord and disconnect with God, and then the anger pressed to transform from the prohibited act when one does tshuva and brings the carbon pressing out the blood of the passion and enthusiasm for the sin and causing discord now with the Yetzirah. Of course, a question can arise. If a Jew is not shayach to sin, really has no connection to sin, as the Alter Rebbe says, a Jew neither wants nor can he be torn away from godliness. When a Jew does sin and falter, it's a plan, so to speak, devised in heaven. Since no Jew will be left behind and ultimately every Jew will do tshuva, what was the purpose of the distress, the darkness, and the soul's decline through the sin? So Rashi continues with the explanation of ki efes hamitz, the milk squeezed from the cows and sheep. In other words, when tshuva is done and what's squeezed out after the act of tshuva is like that milk. Milk, according to an opinion in Teresemis, should have been prohibited for consumption because the nature of blood in the reproductive cycle becomes, becomes milk. Or because milk may have the law of prohibition of aver minachai, of consuming an animal limb of a living animal. Yet, Torah determines milk permissible 
So much so that one of the ways that we praise Eretz Yisrael is with the description of an Eretz Zavas Cholov Dvash, a land that flows with milk and with honey. Milk thus reflects the idea of ishapcha, of transformation, something that according to Torah should have been prohibited. The Torah has instead made milk permitted and even praiseworthy. Spiritually, the intention of mitz apayim yaitzeriv, when a person transgressed and created discord between themselves and God, and then conquered his anger and the discord turned towards the Yetzirah, is for the purpose of eskafya and eshapcha, subjugation of the Yetzir and transforming the bad to good, as is explained in Tanya, that the verse, Kol Paul Hashem Lamanehu Vigam Rasha Liyem Ra'a Pirush Yashuv Mirasha Vyasa Harashali Yaim Vaarla Maila Hashem made everything for his praise. Hashem made the wicked man for his day of evil, for the purpose of the transformation. And it's through this that a Reach Nikhayakla Hashem, a pleasant fragrance for God that results from the carbon. A nachasruach, a spiritual pleasure for God, results. It's from the dvorim harifim oichamutzim, the sharp or sour foods, rakshehemetubolim umutukonim hetev, that have been well spiced and prepared, adshenaasumadonim laheshiva nefesh, so that they become delicacies which revive the soul from the aveda of battling the bitterness and transforming it, there will be an istalik yikra de kuchabrichu, the chulo almin, the revelation of the drawing down of the glory of God in all worlds.